Hey everybody, welcome to the Race Nerd Podcast here on CKCC Radio. Hopefully you are enjoying the plethora of programming CKCC Radio provides you each and every week, whether it be the Nerd Table or the Board to Death Bingecast, uh, Jeff Trellowitz's two shows, Ranking Tracks, and Real Paranormal Talk, or Matt Durline's two programs on there, By the Numbers and The A-Show. Uh, there's also Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton, The Stupid Sexy Podcast, and Jay Bunny's Music Hub. So check them out, give them a like, subscribe uh, to all those fine programs. Uh, they are a lot of fun to listen to. Um, I thoroughly enjoy them. There's something for everybody on there. Uh, and there's something for everybody with the Nerd Table. Anyway, uh, we got a, a full slate on today's show, this week's show, um, where we talk about the second round of racing at Daytona. Don't think just because the 500's over that we're not done with uh, Daytona Speedway. We've got a couple little news and notes and announcements, and we also got a pop quiz nose for this week. In this week's Pop Quiznos, I actually pulled from online, and I, I think this is a good one, especially the the time of year uh, that it is. We're still fresh off the 500, and um, we just celebrated the 20th anniversary on the passing of Dale Earnhardt. So I figured this question would work. Uh, in 2006... What former championship crew chief turned driver finished a respectable 20th place in the Daytona 500? Give me time to think about that. Answer at the end of the show. Um, that's a good one. That, that is a good question. I really like that one. Um, but as I said, we're not done with Daytona because we did the oval. Uh, which still has people buzzing. Um, people are still, you know, they haven't come down from that Daytona rush that you get. Certainly Michael McDowell hadn't. And um, before I get to this week's race, I do have to do a, a retraction from last week's show. Um, I said that when McDowell got stuck in the mud after doing his donuts, that it was, um, there were a couple of drivers that had run out there to help push him out, um, Ross Chastain, and I couldn't remember the other driver's name. The other driver was Tyler Reddick, uh, driver of the 8 car for Richard Childress Racing. So it was good to see those, and like I said, it was Eric Amarola. And Ty Dillon, who met McDowell at the airport after landing. Uh, so, we move on to the road course this week. Um, we're, we had a full slate. We had the trucks race on Friday, Xfinity on Saturday, and the Cup Series on Sunday. Uh, thankfully, rain really didn't affect this week a whole lot. 
uh, as as it did with the with the uh, the previous week on the oval. Not that uh, road course racing at Daytona in the rain would have been impossible. Uh, we just got the right weather for the wrong week. Um, anyway, uh, so the trucks would come into Daytona with Ben Rhodes fresh off his win in the season opener. Uh, and the truck race was pretty good. Uh, we would see Ben Rhodes uh, go back to back when both races at Daytona uh, on the road course in the Oval first driver to do that in any of the top three NASCAR series which is a pretty big feat um, but some of the news on the truck side wasn't all that rosy when it came to Ben Rhodes um, as there was incidents um, involving teammate Johnny Sauter uh, which had led to some interesting radio chatter um, particularly Ben Rhodes using some colorful adjectives to describe his teammate and apparently from the circles that they're in um, Ben Rhodes and the teammate uh, in question Johnny Sauter aren't on the friendliest of terms uh, I know Sauter can, is a good driver former series champion um, but is also a prickly character. Um, so it's going to be interesting to watch that this year. Uh, there was a lot of good points in the race. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek had one of the strongest trucks all weekend. Um, some issues put him back in the pack. He was able to finish in the top 10. I just didn't have the time to really uh, bear down and uh, win you know close out the deal but he had certainly one of the strongest trucks uh, Sheldon Creed last year's champion in a unsponsored truck which is something you really don't see happen um, a whole lot in a completely unsponsored white truck uh, would finish second uh, to Ben Rhodes uh, it, was, it was very interesting. Um, a lot of other interesting things involved Christian Eckes, who is splitting the ride duties with Grant Infinger in the number 20, uh, 98 Thor Sport truck, uh, teammate to Rhodes and Sauter, and three-time series champion uh, Matt Crafton in that fourth Thor Sport truck. Um, I, I don't know what to think of this deal. Um, because I do like Eckes. He is a former ARCA champion uh, and went through Kyle Busch's program last year before um, being shifted out of that ride with the complete reshuffling we saw at KBM. Uh, Eckes, like I said, is a really talented driver and should be in a full-time ride, but so should Grant Infinger. Um who has held down that seat for the past couple of years. Uh, Infinger, who um, has made the playoffs and made it to the final round, I think, the last two years. 
I may be wrong on that, but um, he's a very solid driver. And seeing these two not having any full-time rides, one tells you about the competitiveness of the truck series. Uh, here are two drivers who, who are playoff caliber drivers, um, not getting a full-time seat. And um, yeah, I think that that really speaks on it, you know. But also at the same time, you know, it's it's just disheartening because you do have some drivers and some teams out there that are, you know, competing but not really doing much. Um, granted, yes, you do have independent teams like Norm Benning. I'm not really talking about Norm per se um, because he is the owner driver of the team. Um, it's not a knock on him or a Jennifer Joe Cobb, but there's teams out there, um, especially like the racist rally teams. And speaking of racist rally, I thought this dude was selling his NASCAR team after he threw a fit because they were banning the Confederate flags last year. But funny, he's still around. Anyway, um, Cicerelli's team uh, with Tim Vaines is just, one, they're god-awful, but two, I mean, when we had trucks going home uh, last week and they were in the field, they really didn't produce much. So it was, I was highly disappointed in that. I, I was kind of disappointed to see Jordan Anderson... Uh, not compete this week. Um, I forget who he had in his truck, but his his truck, the mac and cheese machine, uh, was just kind of all over the place. Kind of looked like Swiss cheese by the time it was done. But uh, I know that was a decision um, based off finances, and you know Jordan's doing the best for his uh, home funded team, so. I, I, it, like I said, it's it's a tough series, uh, especially when your series champion doesn't have a sponsor uh, for full-time competition. It's kind of scary. Um, but the the racing, as I said uh, last week, it's it's probably the best out of the three divisions. Uh, so that was Friday. Saturday would be the one race I didn't see. And I'm kind of glad I didn't see it. I did catch highlights. Uh, was the Xfinity race, which was won by 18-year-old, uh, I believe he's 18 now, uh, Ty Dillon. Uh, not Ty Gibbs. I apologize. I apologize to Ty Dillon because what I'm going to say in a few minutes. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, Ty Gibbs, uh, grandson of Joe Gibbs, uh, the Hall of Fame owner of, of the same-named uh, same team, Joe Gibbs Racing, uh, picks up his first Xfinity Series win in his first ever start in the series. Now, social media was going nuts all over the place. Uh, so I actually went and checked it. Checked it out. Um, 
Ty actually did win his first race in the Xfinity Series in his first ever start. I, I gotta give him props on that. And he ran a good race. I, was, I watched, like I said, the highlights with him uh, just passing cars at will. Um, but seeing everybody say that this kid is the future, this kid is... Uh, the, the greatest thing since sliced bread. I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Uh, I, I, I want to see how this kid competes on a, in a normal basis. Because as we saw uh, the week prior at Daytona in the ARCA series, his composure and his everything, it, it looked like a spoiled, petulant child. Yes, I do use big words on the show from time to time. But he looked like a spoiled child. Um, not very different from what we saw from the Dillon boys as they were coming up. Um, in particular, Austin Dillon. Um, and to Chase Elliott to his, some extent as he was coming up through the ranks. Particularly when he got to the trucks. Um, but, I... I think that just that bit of entitlement that we saw at um, the ARC race last week, you know, it, it it left a sour taste in my mouth. And I think just, you know, he, he came in, he's going to have a lot of expectations. Being the grandson of the team owner, um, having first class equipment, and everything else so you, you, there is a little bit of pressure I can understand that but at the same time you're in first class equipment uh, you're in a car that Kyle Busch will be running five races out of the year you're you're pretty much running an all-star car uh, it is the same car that Ty Dillon ran the same team that time Ty Dillon ran for uh, the week prior in the 300 lap uh, race on the oval or the 300 mile race on the oval. So I think that, you know, when you're in the best equipment, it, you know, it does that. You know, granted, you, you have drivers who um, exceed their equipment. You know, you have drivers who uh, underwhelm in the best equipment. Uh, those cases are. Anyway, to, to really finish up my thought on Ty Gibbs, um, we all know his, fa his grandfather's Joe Gibbs. Uh, and his father, uh, Coy Gibbs, uh, you know, kind of got pushed in racing. I mean, he did have a love, um, but he wasn't as good as his brother JD, uh, the late JD Gibbs. Uh, Coy, who, um, his most famous moment is one of Kevin Harvick's more infamous moments as Coy, who was driving for Joe's truck team at the time, uh, was a moving chicane at Martinsville, and Harvick, who just happened to be uh, running uh, the trucks that weekend, um, decided to punt him in the wall. Uh, which resulted in Harvick being suspended for the, the cup race the next day. Uh, 
it would actually be the only race that Kevin has missed in his career was due to moving Ty's father. So, you know, maybe Ty does have some talent because it certainly didn't come from his father's racing career. But, um, to wrap it all up, as I was trying to allude to, I, I want to give this kid a little bit, um, I, I still don't like him on a personal level, but, you know, if you have talent, you have talent. I'm not going to knock him. Uh, he ran a good race, so I'm not really going to knock him on that, but we'll, we'll see how the rest of the season progresses. See if he lives up to this hype that now people put on him. Uh, so we move to Sunday, where we see Chase Elliott and Michael McDowell uh, lead the field to the to the green in the um, O'Reilly Auto Parts 255, um, the 70 lap race um, on the Daytona Road Course which would see its fair share of excitement and live up to the way road course racing has meant it, it has been for the past couple of years a lot of beating and banging cars coming home uh, missing pieces and everything else um, looking more like a demolition derby than a nascar race um, early on uh, we would see drivers like Kurt Busch and Brad Keselowski have issues. Michael McDowell, uh, last year's uh, Daytona, or last weekend's Daytona 500 winner, last year's. Uh, anyway, uh, he would have problems. Many drivers would have problems in this race. Kurt, uh, both the Bush brothers, as Kyle would have problems early on. A lot of drivers going off the track on this one. And, and it became very interesting as it looked like it would be the Chase Elliott show. Um, Elliott would step out to a big lead um, and dominate the first stage of the race. Uh, the second stage was Denny Hamlin, who um, I forgot was actually not a not a bad road racer. Um, a lot of people were looking at Chase, so looking at. Um, uh, Ryan Blaney, uh, both of those drivers to be strong, but they, but Blaney had his issues early on in the race, uh, but Hamlin would finish the second round, and, and it gets interesting in the third round, um, due to pit stops and the way cautions fell, a lot of teams and drivers had a lot of issues, um, we would see um, more of Kyle Busch blowing tires, um, drivers ending up in the wall. I know at one point, Chase Briscoe, uh, who's running for Rookie of the Year, would actually be driving with his hood um, popped up and on the roof of his car, still attached to the frame. And squirting out power steering fluid. So that was certainly something. Um, but he, this was more of a... 
something that you would expect at like a Bristol or whatever instead of the usual uh, road race. But at the end of the day, uh, Joey Logano with two laps left, just so close to that checkered flag, would be passed by Christopher Bell, who picks up his first career win uh, in something that hasn't been done since 1950 when Harold Kite and Tim Flock uh, both won their first career Cup Series races in the first two races of the season. So you're going back to the infancy in NASCAR since the last time this was done. Um, Bell and McDowell locked themselves up into the into the playoffs with these wins. Uh, Logano would finish second. Denny Hamlin third. Kurt Busch and Brad Keselowski would round out the top five. Kevin Harvick would finish sixth. AJ Allmendinger in a one-off ride for Colleg Motorsports, uh, which is running part-time this year before moving up to Cup next year. Um, he would finish seventh. And Allmendinger is trying to is trying to stay, you know, kind of still put feelers out there um, after he lost his ride a couple years back. Uh, with JTG Doherty, um, and he would, he, he's been pretty good, uh, in his one-off rides, um, mostly on road courses, uh, with Colleague in the Xfinity Series, has a couple of wins there, um, and trying to really get his footing back in a full-time ride, so I'm really looking forward to that, uh, eighth place would, we would see last week's winner, um, uh, Michael McDowell. So McDowell has produced two top tens in the season, so that's that's highly impressive for a team that usually is an also-ran team. Um, Ryan Priest also with two top tens. And don't forget, Priest is one of those teams that's running on running with no charter for the uh, for the season. And they're off to a good start. So I think they're going to be in a really good place. Um, I know that they don't have a full season sponsorship with Kroger. Um, that Kroger is only covering majority of their races. But with the showings that they've had um, in these two races, I think that they're getting a lot of eyes on them in the positive uh, light. Um in rounding out the top 10, we would see Alex Bowman in the 48 car. Uh, Bowman, who took over that ride from Jimmy Johnson when he retired. It was it was really good to see. Um, other notables, uh, we would see Martin Truex Jr., who's been really good on the road courses, finished 12th. He had some issues. Um... Ryan Blaney would also have issues, and he would finish 15th. Uh, Daniel Suarez, 16th in the Trackhouse Racing Car, and would actually lead some laps today. Ty Dillon would make the field and start at the back, and finish respectable around um, 17th, 18th place. 
Uh, Chase Elliott, who dominated the race, um, would have some issues, have a run-in with um, Corey LaJoy uh, towards the end of the race. Um, he'd finish down the field. Bubba Wallace would bring home his DoorDash Toyota pretty far back as well. You know, have some damage. Um, you would also see um, Ross Chastain rack out Tyler Reddick. Uh, his car would blow up. Uh, Matt D. Benedetto would finish in the back. Kyle Busch, as I said, would have multiple issues with tire failures. And Austin Dillon would have issues, but um, overall, it was a, it was a good race. It for what it is, um, I'm not really a fan of the, all the beating and the banging that you're seeing on the on these road courses as of late. Um, you see it at most sport up there in Canada with the trucks. Uh, you saw we see it at the. Um, the Roval in Charlotte and now at Daytona I'm not getting back to my train of thought um, I'm not really a fan of this I'm glad we're gonna see some other road courses and I'm hoping that this year we'll see a lot more um, you know I, I like the road courses when they used to race up Watkins Glen and Sears Point, and those being the two road courses, I mean, you saw you saw a little bit of beating and banging, but it was more the finesse. Um, now I don't know if it's a product with the with these cars or just the overall, um, you know, how the drivers drive these cars. But it, it, it's like they're still. The, the finesse is a lost art um, with, with some of these drivers and teams, you know, on the road course. And um, it makes great TV, but at the same time, you shouldn't have, you know, 35 of your 40 cars all with damage on it on a road course and you know we're not talking like a little dent here or there we're talking about significant damage um because to me that's pretty much a demolition derby survival of the fittest uh now bell's car really didn't have a whole lot neither did logano's or kevin harvick's for that matter but most of the cars i know like kurt bush um had a had a broken valence um other cars were held together by uh the 200 mile an hour tape and huge um fiberglass patches and to me you know that's it, it really doesn't give the sport a great look i'm hoping that when we get the new car rolled out next year that We'll bring a little bit of the finesse uh, back instead of trying to manhandle these cars and drive, uh, being forced to drive into another car. Uh, so that that is that. I'm actually happy for 
Bell, even though I'm not a huge Bell fan, um, that kid, you know, unlike Ty Gibbs, who I was saying will give uh, the credit is due, Christopher Bell has a world of talent. Um, coming from a dirt where he basically got his big break by winning at Eldora uh, some years back. You know, work his way up through the trucks in the Xfinity series. He has certainly earned his opportunity and, and you know, earned where he's coming from. Um, so I'm, I'm actually kind of psyched for that. Um, I, I do love the fact that we've had two first-time winners um, two weeks in a row in the first two weeks to start the season off. Uh, so, we're not getting the ho-hum uh, big three dominate right out of the box, as we've gotten many, many years. Uh, so, I'm, I'm looking forward to next week, and I want to say next week they are racing at Homestead, if I remember correctly. Um, but, I, I'm actually looking forward to that uh, do I think we'll have another first-time winner? Probably not. But it's it's nice to see what we've got so far. Um, so, yeah. That's all great news. Um, there were some little quick things. Uh, first off, I know uh, the new Kevin James show, uh, The Crew is out. I've heard not real good things about it um, but there are a lot of great cameos uh, Ryan Blaney was one of the names being mentioned but I, I Ryan's just got that personality where it, it shines through and you know anybody who's seen the movie Logan Lucky um, Ryan was in that along with um, his Penske teammates Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano who apparently are still not speaking after the finish of the 500. Um, so that that's kind of an icy teammate relationship. Kind of like the Ben Rhodes-Johnny Sauter situation going on in the trucks. Um, anyway, um, getting back to the crew, I know um, it, it's still pretty high on Netflix. I'll probably check it out. Um, when I do, if I ever have time to, you know, binge more than a couple of episodes, you know, I'll give you my thoughts on the show. I'll let you know if it's a yay or nay. I don't imagine it being, you know, like a, uh, I don't imagine it being Days of Thunder. I, and I don't imagine it even being like Six Pack or, um, or anything, but I also don't imagine it as being as bad as Steel Chariots or Born Race. Pretty much those two are bottom of the barrel. Although, what I saw Born to Race, that really was bottom of the barrel. Um, so, I'll have to check that out. Um, Eric Jones has announced that he has a, acquired a sponsor for the Bristol dirt race um uh, jones will be sponsored by tide he will be bringing the tide ride to the 43 car 
And that is certainly something anybody who grew up back in the day remembers the old Tide Rides uh, from Daryl Waltrip to Ricky Rudd. Um, they, they were... They were a car that you could certainly note on the track, and knowing that we'll be seeing Petty Blue and Bright Tide Orange on the same car, it's mind-boggling to think about, but it's actually pretty cool looking. Uh, so keep your eye out for that. Um, also, if you haven't checked out the Dale Jr. download, yes, I am doing a plug for another podcast. <coughs> this one not on CKCC Radio check it out because this past week um, right after the 500 they had the LaJoy's Corey LaJoy and his father two time Bush Series champion Randy LaJoy on there and they had a lot of fun moments um, especially LaJoy talking about his run-ins with old Buckshot Jones Um, it was certainly something especially if you remember Buckshot Jones from back in the day Uh, Randy called him a dart without feathers. And that's pretty much how I remember Buckshot. Had a cool gimmick and everything, but he really was a dart without feathers. Uh, So that's something to give a listen to. I know they play a a cut-down version of that that episode on um, the CBS Sports Network, CBS... SN, CM, CNBC, SN, I don't know, whatever it is, uh, won't matter because by the end of the season, that channel will be gone, it'll probably be on Peacock, so, you can probably look for it there, anyway, so there is all that, uh, the last thing we gotta do is wrap up with our trivia question, which is, uh, what former, uh, Cup Series Cup champion crew chief finished a respectable 20th place in the Daytona 500 in 2006 as a driver. Granted, I worded that question a little differently than I first asked, but the answer is Kurt Shelmerdine. Uh, Kurt Shelmerdine, who won four championships. Four championships. Uh, only Maurice Petty and Chad Knauss have won more in their careers. Uh, Shelmer Dean obviously would win those with the Intimidator, Dale Earnhardt. Uh, would, would run part-time in the Cup Series from 2002 to 2009 and would make the 2006 Daytona 500 with a bare bones team uh, with a borrowed car, an engine, and a volunteer pit crew, and sponsorship, if I remember correctly, uh, from Freddie from Freddie B's bar um, out of I believe it's out of North Carolina or Florida, one of the two. But anyway, uh, Shelmer Dean would do this in that 20th place would allow him to compete more in the season. Um, in Shelmer Dean, who up until that point, he, his biggest things in his career were uh, a couple of wins in the Arca Series and running uh, half the season with Dom Beverly in the... Um, 
the then Bush series in the 25 car um, right after Hermie Sadler would move to his own team. So uh, the 2006 Daytona 500 was the highest points finish for Shelmer Dean. Um, so, or the, not the highest points finish, the highest money finish uh, for Shelmer Dean in his cup career. So it, it's it's a great little thing, especially when you hear stories like that when when they happen. Um, you know that was one of those moments. Another one was when Brad Keselowski's brother Brian, his older brother, uh, would compete in the Daytona 500 and actually make the field, um, and uh, would pick up sponsorship from Brad's Xfinity sponsor. Um, was it Discount Auto? Uh, I don't. Uh, discount Tire. Sorry. Um, would pick that up for the 500 and be the only time that Brian and Brad would ever compete in the Cup Series together. And that was a great little moment because Brian's team wasn't expected to make that 500. Just like Shomer Dean's wasn't expected to make that one but they race their way in and that's what's so great about the sport because you don't know who's going to win who's going to race their way in you know you don't know but anyway um thank you for tuning in uh hopefully you'll be checking it out because we got some surprises um unfortunately due to uh, issues on my end, we were not able to record the Dale Earnhardt episode on time with Chris O'Mealy, but um, I'm hoping that we will be able to put something together uh, to to get that episode in and do that as a special. Not really canon with the rest of the show, but um, something special um, to honor the Intimidator. Uh, and for those of you who are patrons of CKCC Radio, um, um, I'll be doing, within the, the next day or so, I'll be putting together a list and ranking my top 10 Daytona 500s. Um, there's some on there, you know, these, these are ones that have significance, um, whether, you know, whether it's to me or historical significance or maybe a little bit of both. Um, and you'll be surprised where some of them rank. Uh, so, you know, keep an ear out for that. Um, anyway, this has been fun. I'm glad to see, you know, the racing we saw. But hopefully we'll be back next week and actually, you know... And I have to talk about beating and banging or the internet going crazy. Because um, they have the past two weeks for two totally different things. Anyway, I'm Matt Hardman and I will see you at the track.